Hello, welcome again to TWIOAT. I think I nailed it that time. Absolutely uh, out of the gates. This episode we're of out of the, the gates, we're unshackled, we're running wild. The West Couple of horses, couple of horses in a field. Do I just have to go with you? No, you do it. Okay. I'll, um, this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Big Pipe Broadband. Horses. It's the shiz. It's so good. It's quicker than fifty horses going around the track racing each other. It is uh, seriously quick. It is the Maccabi diva of internet. They do ADSL. They do VDSL. No, maybe they don't do ADSL. They do cable. They don't fuck around. They do cable. They do proper internet. And um, you should all sign up. Use the code Worst Idea when you sign up. You get a free month. And um, Whoa, what a deal! Best internet you can get. Uh, it's so bloody cheap. You got to bring your own modem because that's how they keep yeah. the costs down. And if you are not, and there's living, no contract. If you're not living in New Zealand, you do not get this time back. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Worst idea of all time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the worst idea of all time. With me, Tim Bat. And me, Guy Montgomery, coming to you live from the streets of Grayland, Auckland, New Zealand. Let go of your thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, we got, um, we got bored of uh, doing the regular record indoors, so we thought we'd take a walk like last time, which didn't actually... I forgot about that, but that was the one time we completely lost the thing. That's right. Uh, is this a cry for help, you ask? Almost definitely yes. I feel like we're taking this roadshow to the streets in the hopes that someone will stop us and maybe talk us down. Oh, off this ledge, off this horrible, terrible ledge. Um, so this is episode number 38. Eight. What? 38. Watch 37, episode 38 of I our hate, little... I hate this every week. <laughs> our little podcast that we call The Worst Idea of All Time, uh, where we watch and review the movie Sex in the City every single week. Sex in the City 2. For a year. Yep. And um, we did it again, don't know what to tell you at this point. Still not good. Uh, that hasn't changed. Same people in the movie, same line, same direction. The music is the same. It's all the same. <laughs> Yeah, it is uh, almost indistinguishable from uh, the movie we watched last week. Uh, and the week before that, and the week before that, ad infinitum. I mean, certainly, yeah, there's definitely motifs running through every film. I mean, the things are carbon copies of each other. It's an absolute... <laughs> Wait, we've gone the wrong way. Down my street. Where does this go? I've ne- I haven't been down this bit. Uh, it looks like it's public domain. It's going down to Western Spring. Whoa, that's a street. Oh shit, this leads to my house. This is the bit on Western Springs where we, where we went for our jaunt last time. Yeah, we're on the other side of the road though. Yes. So is this the Bullock Track? Ah, oh, fancy that, eh? Anyway, uh, Google oh. Maps that if you want to know where old Timbo lives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is interesting. God. This is, uh, we're going to have to really, lo- are we going up or down? Down. <laughs> down. We're going to have to really labour to um to discuss the movie uh, this week because I tell you what, it feels fucking fantastic to be in motion. Well, let me open up with um, a shining light. How about that, eh? Okay. Um, I've already forgotten what it was, but I did say it out loud so I wouldn't forget. Do you remember what I said? Oh, I remember the idea of what you said. You said, uh, I'm, and I'm saying this now because otherwise I won't remember. Is that all you remember of what I said? Uh, almost exactly what I what I said is what I remember. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, I, I think I remember mine though. Okay, you 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 go. Uh, it was just I felt like the 
the actors and the whole operation almost was actually almost amounting to something for one of the scenes today. Uh, oh, when Carrie confesses to the girls in the hotel that she kissed Aiden, and she's saying, uh, she's saying, oh, I've kissed Aiden, and then like uh, Charlotte and you're losing it, man. No, I've, I've got keep it together, guy. Charlotte and Miranda, uh, like sort of acting drunk and trying to. Uh, put feedback in and I felt like they actually almost achieved some comedy and some like emotional power in the scene they were right on the cusp of it this week they didn't quite get over the line but it, it was a sign of life that I haven't seen uh, for nearly on you know a month they gave it a god honest try didn't they they really did they were really going for it going for it this week I am um, really pissed off that I can't remember what I said Usually if you say something out loud like that, even when it is in the middle of the movie, you do rem- it puts a little time stamp on your brain, you know? Shit. So why are we crossing a road? Um, I don't know. Why wouldn't we? Because we're going this way. We're going this way now. So this is just a very narrow... I'm walking, oh, side- is, eh? I'm walking like a crab. I'm walking side on right now. Look at my footwork. You doing... See what you've really done. well. Sorry, I'll get, well, I can't really go for more. Um, you might catch some uh, fireworks going off around us as well. We're not in a war zone. Uh, we're just in New Zealand. And what we like to do to celebrate people who unsuccessfully but get very close to bombing up Parliament in Britain like 300 years ago, we like to commemorate them by blowing stuff up about. Everyone uh, in sort of cities, suburban areas, is. Uh, conscripted to buy the same box of fireworks from the warehouse uh, and then we are all given a roster which they schedule us to detonate each respective firework. It's all very regimented and organised and uh, accordingly I mean it's the longest uh, lasting Guy Fawkes holiday internationally but it is a real fucking nuisance. I mean you've just got one or two Roman candles every, every 20 to 40 seconds. Terrible for pets too. It's a really hard life being a domesticated cat or dog in this city and country to a great extent. But there's more people here, you oh, know. So. Definitely only in the city. They've got it good in the country. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. They've still got to set off fireworks every now and then and they wouldn't be used to people at all. So it would be, uh, how do you say, confusing for them. Shocking even. Look, I, I'm not too phased either way presently. Uh, about the pets. I'm just saying it's a game of two halves. There's cows on the farm. Fireworks scare the sheep. Uh, I think people are very confused by our appearance. It's, it feels like there's a lot of tension in the air. We walked past a woman who looked absolutely baffled just moments ago when she looked over and saw us both with headphones on talking into a beanie. <laughs> yeah, it is a, it's a pretty out there look. Uh, and we have to walk in remarkably close proximity to each other on account of the headphone uh, jack. So I got very close to the microphone as I ducked under an <laughs> incoming branch. Look, oh, I don't want to wear any of this. I just want to sit down and go toe-to-toe with you vis-a-vis the 2010 critically panned box office smash, I think. Sex in the City 2. Um, okay, here are my thoughts. We've got a woman who doesn't know how to act when she's talking in Sarah Jessica Parker, but is very good at acting when she's not talking and other people are talking. Kim Cattrall is the inverse, where she can sell me on a character when she's delivering lines, but she cannot do reactive acting. 
Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think that's a good level of uh, depth to be bringing to the table. And I'm inclined to agree. I didn't even re I've never really watched the performances with that particularly in mind or been moved to notice it. Uh, <laughs> did you just make sort of greeter guys with that person as we walked Of course, as it's a to, friendly neighbourhood. As if to be like, hey, no, don't worry, we're totally okay. Well, yeah, kind of, to be honest. Like, I'd be pretty freaked out if I was walking down the pavement and us came at me. Oh, it'll be okay. We're setting a pretty reasonable pace. Yeah, I could probably do with a slowdown, take it down half a gear. I'm not sure why we were just motoring down the footpath. I think in my mind I was drawing some connection between if I walk faster, the experience will be over faster. Ah. As though the, the quicker we walked, the faster time moved. Funnily enough, that ain't how it works on this show. Um, so look, let's uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Michael Patrick King's magnum opus. Um, she's long. I'll go open with that. I don't know if you guys have heard me mention that before, but the duration is whopping. That's how I would describe it. Um, oh yeah. Oh no, this wasn't a shining light. This was just an observation. But the fact that Michael Patrick King in the script expresses two times out loud when things are funny. Two times, twice. Now the first time is when Big meets Carmen Garcia Carry on. Carry on. Thank you, I will. That's just a little joke for us and those who have seen the movie. Actually, if you've seen the movie, that still won't be funny. It's if you've seen the movie 35 times with Guy and uh, you make a little joke about the last name of Carmen Diaz. No, 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 no. Who am I saying? She says her name. No, who am I saying though? What's her name? Carmen. Gus. No, no, I mean the actual actress. Oh, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz, Carmen Diaz. <laughs> very, very different people. Absolutely mangled. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, no, she's int uh, big introduces her as Carmen Garcia, carry on, and then she corrects him for his accent to say carry on, and then he says carry on. Well, he should say that. Yeah. Isn't a British cop. You know, it's not important. The fact is that joke... I mangle the delivery. Jokes jokes between Guy and I have to exist to kind of for us to be on the life raft, you know? Now, as I was saying, <laughs> two points in the script when we know that Michael Patrick King thinks that he's written a real zinger of a line. One of it is then when Carmen is talking to Big and uh, shit, there's a joke early on in the exchange about how he needs to keep it up for her. Yeah. Heavy, what would you assume? Heavy innuendo towards uh, a, an erection. But what she's actually talking about is the stock market, allegedly. Or at least of that's course. what gets explained to Carrie. Yeah. But. It's, it's, it's villainous. What happens after that is uh, as they depart, because Carrie so rudely interrupts the interaction and cock blocks her own husband, <laughs> which I think is very inconsiderate. Um, they curtail the conversation, and he says, I'll try to keep it up for you. Carmen Garcia Carion then says, he's very funny. Your husband is very funny. I, now, I, is that a funny joke, first off? No, it's, not only is it not funny, it's completely inappropriate. Like, wholly. Yeah. Wholly I inappropriate. appalled to see anyone of, of my friends... Or anyone at all use such heavy-handed, in-your-face humour, uh, whether or not they had a spouse at all. We're going to the supermarket, just so you know. I'm positioning a detour on us, okay? We're going to take this roadshow into the supermarket. You got it. Okay. Um, 
Oh, man. Now, the second time, so the other 50% of the times when Michael Patrick King signposts the fact that he's had a real zinger, is uh, when we first see Dick Bot. No, the second, we see, the second time we see Dick Bot in the karaoke bar, and he says, uh, would you be available tomorrow night to Samantha? And she says, I'd be open. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd, be, I'd be very open. So, what, I, I mean, what do you get from I'm that? I'm available all night. Uh, I'd be open. What do you take from those words? Uh, like, she's, uh, like, Samantha Jones is pretty keen. Look at you, you bashful little South Island boy. No, like, you're she, adorable. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. There's no two ways about it. There's no way. Sex. There's no way these two are going to do it. It's they're, a sex thing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, in response to this... Frankly, I find how overtly sexual those two characters are uncomfortable throughout the film. But then Dickbot goes, you're very funny, Samantha. And again, not a funny joke. <laughs> there are better jokes in the film. So you're Not saying, many, but there's a couple. You're saying the parts of the movie in which Michael Patrick King pats himself on the back and says, yeah. Yeah, the only two times people are congratulated for being funny are those two times. Well, like, if the last 37 or 6 weeks have established anything, it's that maybe you and Michael Patrick King don't share a sense of humour entirely at this point in time. You could be right. I could be overthinking this. Because, like, in other movies, you don't measure all the times that someone is sad by them saying the words, I'm sad, do you? So you shouldn't count every joke, only counting as when someone else says, you're funny. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair way to look at it. So, um, all right, scratch that observation. Go fuck yourself, Guy Montgomery. Certainly. It'll be a pleasure. Uh, what else Still was... no word on that shining light, folks. I've been looking everywhere, high and low. Combing, Cannot find the bugger. Combing through the recesses of his mind. Oh, I tell you what, though. Let's get this a uh, little bit warmed up before we get into the old super. Scooby-doo-doo. Good call. Scooby-doo-boo. Scooby-doo-beep-bow. Scooby-doo-boo. Ford planning. Scooby-doo-boo. Scooby-doo-beep-bow. Scooby-doo-boo. Goodwill fish and chips. Scooby doo boo boo. Scooby doo beep bah. Scooby doo ba ba. Scooby doo. Scooby doo. Scooby doo ba. Scooby doo ba. Scooby doo. 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 Scooby uh, from our Java addicted, fucking rocket bladed uh, maniac, gold gilded, award nominated, uh, fist entre- clenched, entrepreneurial, acad- academic, sexually gifted, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, pretty much, he is getting all loaded up on caffeine to write a memoir. Oh, this is killing me. We chucked out so many adjectives, we need to chuck a noun on it. Man was the last thing. Java man. Yeah, pretty much he's uh, he's taken stock of his lot in life and how he's gotten there in the, his story, and he's realised it's it's pretty it's a pretty interesting one. You'd almost say it's one worth telling, and uh, he's set to work on that pretty much immediately. I have read the autobiography, and if I may, would you like a little shortened version of this man's life? Absolutely. Coffee guy was born to a Polish father and a Russian mother. In the year 1958. Uh, he was actually born in Russia, but his parents wanted to get him out of there as soon as possible because they had big plans for him attending a, 
American university and really making something of himself. So they saved up all their money and they shipped him off alone at age seven uh, to the States. And because Java Man knew how hard his parents had worked and what they'd sacrificed to send him there, he just had the sense that he had to do everything in his power, spend every single moment possible dedicated to realising the dream they'd set for him at the expense of realising their own dreams. So he set to work on just nailing school. Yeah. The best single, at school. So there was no consideration for life beyond school or outside of school. He was single-mindedly going to absolutely dominate his, his schooling experience. Yeah. No one was going to be better than Coffee Guy. It looks open, eh? So he said to work from uh, day dot. He was in there, eight years old, started winning first place prizes for the National Spelling Bee. By the age he was 10, uh, he was on his way to getting a full academic scholarship. Things were looking super, Tickety super boot. bright for this guy. And uh, he actually got into Harvard, took them up on their generous offer of free tuition for being a good bastard. <laughs> That's a very impressive achievement. And he worked hard for it. He did. He was on his way to a law degree. This is a, a wonderful and uh, sort of inspiring account of what hard work can achieve. Absolutely. Um, oh, what I didn't tell you is when he was in middle school. What? I don't know how to regulate my volume now. We're in a supermarket. Well, I just hang with me, baby doll. I'll do the heavy lifting. So, um... His parents died when he was in middle school, by the way. Both of them in a car crash. Very sudden, very awful. Yeah. But here is how the rest of the tale goes down. This guy's working towards, because uh, he's gotten his law, his law degree from Harvard now, and he's trying to get himself a PhD. A PhD, guy. In what? Psychology. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because he wants to be the best lawyer possible, so he needs to understand the human mind better than anyone else. What are you looking for? Lollies. Okay. We've gone down the wrong aisle. That's all that's happened there. Um, now, while this guy was um, starting his early university career, he really noticed the change in the workload between sort of high school, you know, junior school, middle school, and then kicking up to college level. Like it was a whole different beast, and he he didn't know he how to he, do it. He couldn't just use his natural facilities to achieve the results he needed to achieve. That's right. So at first, the guy got hooked on Adderall. Um, for a while too started taking a real toll on his liver and uh, he, he got hospitalised one day uh, from Adderall overdose and the doctor the doctor said there's no way you can take all that Adderall you, you're killing yourself uh, it was Steve's cousin Grieve Grieve hell of a doctor um, not a great communicator yeah uh, he's actually got a pretty uh, pain relationship with with Steve, but that's a different story. So, um, I've got to get a drink. Okay, he got addicted to coffee. Is the is the the long and short of it? His doctor prescribed the sweet, hot, dark magic the that is. The only way you're gonna get the same effect as Adderall without the side effects is you got it in the house of more coffee. He he prescribed more coffee. And, uh, and a laboured final breath. And just like his parents, Dr. Grieve died that day. That's right. It's, and this is the thing is it's like, would you take medical advice from a doctor who gave it to you in their final passing breath? Uh, and I think not. But, you know, whatever. It's not, it's not my call. Well, that's why you're not coffee guy and coffee guy is. So he really took this to heart. And in addition to being an incredibly hard worker and a very sharp intellectual, um, the guy's very emotional. You know? Yeah. 
And uh, I mean, you can you can see that he wears he wears his heart on his sleeve. I've got a lot of love and respect for the guy. I'm going to get two drinks. Okay, very good. Uh, so, I mean, that's how he got addicted to coffee. That's that's kind of chapter one of his life. Chapter one, there's three chapters in this book. Um, the second chapter uh, tells... It's <laughs> a pretty long first chapter. Yeah, I know, but it's like, you know, you got to get all the context to get into the real story. Yeah, it's important. It's important. Real, You're right. Real bones of it. So um, this is like, and all this, remember, this is just what he's, what Coffee Guy's working away on in the episode this week. He's busy as a beaver. He's busy as a bee. <laughs> sure is. So by this stage, uh, our man's 32 years old. He is equipped with a PhD um, in psychology and a uh, Master's of Laws at, yeah. from Harvard. <laughs> Which he just chucked, tacked on on the side. And um, he decides that he wants to get involved in local body politics. So he runs to become mayor of Stanton, Connecticut. Yeah, uh, on the back of a pretty controversial policy. Yeah, he, he grandstanded on a um, no more deer policy. He wanted to exterminate all the deer in Connecticut, which seems insane. You just got to flatten out that barcode. There we go. That's one. And that's two. Nice. <laughs> oh, you didn't put in a bag. We don't need a bag. This is a nightmare. Don't use bags, everyone. Um, so, there we were, observing this champion going for his inaugural political manoeuvre. I mean, these checkouts take so yeah, long. Yeah, I know. It's insane. So many buttons. Split payment. Okay. This one's a, got Is a, this working? This one's got a virus or something. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... All right, I think we've cracked it. Guys, press the combination of buttons now. No, now this is just people listening to us. Okay, we're good. A chapter two. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought that Stanton, Connecticut would be a town that was very fond of hardcore Democrats. But i got news for you folks. If you give those guys a dream, you give them a vision, they will support you for themselves and for their kids. And what um, Coffee Guy laid down as a platform was no less than extreme progressive liberalism. You yeah. want to put that in my bag? It wasn't well received. Oh. No, we can't get a receipt? Pa- your uh, payment was. No, 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 just the receipt. I definitely feel like, ah, no, that way. Anyhoos. <laughs> so there he is. He's elected against all polling and odds. <laughs> <laughs> to, sta- to be the mayor of Stanton, Connecticut, and that's where he starts making some real social change. Because we're only um, in the, the 80s is, now, if I've done my math right. He's a caffeine-addled maniac, and I really think that, I mean, what this autobiography needs from the first draft I've seen of Coffee Guy's work is a judicious edit. <laughs> it probably needs to take a long hard look at itself. And uh, there's a whole chance... <laughs> Whole junks in the book, which have just got to go in my <laughs> So, oh uh, yeah, and I tell you what else, it wouldn't do badly with a um, proofreader either. Grammar in yeah. this thing is <laughs> yeah, look, incredibly poor. And uh, I feel like, even though I wasn't involved, neither of us were in the, in the writing of the first draft of the book. I was I just relaying like, it. Yeah, I know. 
And you're doing a good job. I mean, you I was were doing e- an accurate job. You were editing on the fly. Yeah. It's not even the whole damn first chapter of the book. This thing is thick like an ocean. It just goes for days. Um, long story short, the guy winds up addicted to caffeine, uh, on the, like whoring himself out on the streets in New York. And uh, it's sort of like, I mean, it's classic cliffhanger. It's like, how's he going to bounce back from this? Stick around for uh, the second part of the book. Yeah, the first, you got the first three chapters, that's one half of the book, and then the second three is comprising new, is your... A, is a new book. It's your standard um, half-does-chapter structure comprising two books. Uh, yeah, everyone's seen that. The, man, <laughs> the, man's be, uh, the man is anything but traditional, in the great words of Aiden, uh, the guy... From Sex and the City 2. <laughs> Aiden carries ex-boyfriend and future smushy mouth. Well, this is the greatest mirage I ever saw. And I had some peyote in Arizona once that no. blew my head off. See, now, okay, here's the thing. You need to be careful of your memory, son. Because what you're doing is giving the movie too much credit. Because Aiden doesn't say, this is the best mirage I've ever seen. He incorrectly states, this is the best mirage I've ever had. Which is not something that you can have. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I, I auto-corrected that for them. Um, do you know why that is? I'm like, I'm one of those guys, you know. You're like you're like Clippy from Windows 98. You're yeah. from Word. You're like, hey, I see you're um, trying to write a movie script that makes sense, Michael I'm, Patrick King. Can I'm, I assist? I'm Bonzi buddy. I talk. I email. Uh, <laughs> you're the personal assistant no one asked for. No, but what, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys who went, you know those Facebook puzzles when they, they're the same first and last letter in the word, but they jumble up all the middle? Yeah, and it still makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, I'm one of those guys who, you know, I, I, when I read it, I just read it perfectly. I just get it first try. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just one of those super, super smart guys. Yeah, great to hear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, and according to the polls, like, only 1% of people can do that. So, <laughs> whatever. Well put. Um, you are the smartest man in the room right now. Now, I would like to um, open a, another book. Uh, a different book, a leather-bound book, a delicious chocolatey brown book, a book that smells of uh, age, distinction, and semen. Because it's time to open up... Because <laughs> it's plant full of ideas. <laughs> Mr. Big's big book of ideas. Uh, the book upon which John... Cena! <laughs> no, no. Shit. What is... Preston. John Preston. Uh, sort of John bl- Philip Preston, I believe, bl- blots down his uh, thoughts and musings on the state of the world and ideas to maybe improve it uh, for all or for himself financially. It's full of all manner of ideas. Uh, he actually bought the he relabeled the front page, but he actually bought, and this was pointed out to us by a fan. He bought the book uh, from a merchandise company called uh, Lemon Softs Laminated Limited. Uh, which is the future uh, exen- adventures of Fader and the boys, huh? Well, it's Eric's like, really it's a, doing well for himself it's now. A, it's a subset of his uh, auto mechanic. Uh, where it was first of all, it was just mechanic, mechanics diaries, and that sort of he started. He he had this great big book, just chock, you know, that Kevin James would keep in characters Eric Lemonsoff on the set of Grown Ups too. Yeah. He's just blotted down all these blotchings and yeah. itchings and weird colorings of ideas, and uh, eventually that product got refined. Uh, through the workshopping process into a, a range of sort of thought journals. Uh, and as it turns out, that's exactly the book that Mr. Big is using. So it's not like, as we originally suspected, just a blank uh, turn-the-page kind of journal. It's like it's, each page has a directive or a, 
And uh, this week, this page, this opening of the book is no exception because um, in this week's exciting, I don't want to say chapter, usually we'd say chapter, but literally we're dealing with a book, so we can't use the metaphor of chapter, we have to be literal and say the page. page we're dealing with this week is Big's big idea to reduce the vermin population vis-a-vis diminish the threat of Brady the Rat King and his never-ending blood quest. So... After recently watching Die Hard 3, somewhat bemoaned by some, hugely enjoyed by this reviewer, if I'm... <laughs> you really you spat your drink out there, guy. Yeah. You are right. When you call yourself a reviewer, I always do a spit take. Sorry, say that, say that again. When you call yourself a reviewer, I always do a spit take. I've only done it once. <laughs> Very you know. good. Yeah, that's literally the only time I've ever called myself a reviewer, too, so that fits. Um, so... As I was saying, he's surveying the area. He's seeing too many rats out there, too much power in Brady's pocket. And he's recently seen uh, Die Hard 3, in which there's a lot of riddles I haven't that seen John it. has to solve. Yeah. Shit. Well, this isn't good because my memories are always sketchy, it's particularly in franchises. I roll movies together, and then I have movies that aren't even part of the trilogy. So <laughs> get prepared to get pissed off, internet. No, you guys will love it. It'll be a better one. I'm pretty sure this is right. In the third one, that's um, when there's, there's riddles he has to solve, like, because uh, it's Hans's cousin or something. He's like, Simple Simon met a pieman at the fair. Simple Simon said, Fuck, I can't remember how the rest of it goes. Anyway, there's a lot of riddles. Now, one of these particular riddles relates to um, hats, cats, kittens, I think mittens and wives. How many going to St. Ives, right? Yeah. So. After watching this movie recently, he starts thinking about kittens, and then he starts thinking about cats, and then he's like, holy smokes, the one thing that could take down the rats cats. are super powerful domestic cats. Oh, wow. Because they love it. So, Mr. Big gets on a uh, developing a breeding program to just get the pet population out of control. And, as it turns out, to increase the number of cats in New York City, it's actually really easy. All you have to do is outlaw fixing your pets like it becomes illegal to get your cat yeah, spayed yeah, yeah. well it's, it's inhumane it's so it's been said exactly um, think of all those young kittens that never got born because your cat got fixed you know it's an act against God I would say so um, in a campaign to put this to an end Big sets about um, using his millions to gather together churchgoers moral ponderers uh ethical statesmen who are on the right side of the ledger and bandies them together to come up with a propaganda campaign to convince everyone else that spaying your cat is uh, you know, a terrible thing to do, immoral, should be illegal. And they, um, they pass a motion in the city council and it becomes an ordinance that um, if a vet is caught fixing a cat in that town henceforth, they get run out of town, which is a weird law to make. Like it's, it's not an everyday punishment. Uh, can you retract me? Is this, did Mr. Big create and enforce this law? He initiated the committee that came up with the propaganda campaign. They hired some lobbyists and got this law passed, right? He did? Yeah, Big did. He's at the top. He's alpha dog. That is, that is a, a win from a guy who couldn't need it more, and it couldn't come at a better time. I am so happy for him. So, well, look, this isn't the end of the tale. Because Obviously. the thing is, 
like it's just but a thread almost, in life's rich tapestry. Almost overnight, um, the cat population becomes completely out of control, and unfortunately, it's the worst cats that are having more kittens, like the most vicious, feral, disgusting, sexually aggressive cats are just going around creating this offspring that passes their aggressive seed on, right? This is uh this is terrifying for the people of New York. Yeah, because in your head, you'll go like, if we outlaw spaying cats, we'll just be populated by lots of cute little kittens. Not how it works. No, this is, uh, the Simpsons did an episode about this. This is the, <laughs> the cane toad effect. Yeah, I guess it is. We could have been going there. I guess we're not anymore. Um, so anyway, these cats get completely out of control. An overly aggressive population that's just going around scratching, biting, giving everyone rabies. And uh, unfortunately, that's when Big has to pull out the big guns because, you know, he's a smart guy. He's always got a, a backup, a plan B, and release the virus that he was secretly working on at the same Jesus time. Jesus Christ. It takes out the entire female population. Of cats? Yeah, just cats, not feline humans. Oh, I thought you said fe- female. You said feline. Fe- feline. Oh, okay. So, um, so he, problem solved, essentially. So he, yeah, it's like a, it's like a caper sort of movie or... An episode of a sitcom where, oh, oh no, I slipped on a banana peel and accidentally created a mutant strain of cats who are destroying everything. And then by the end of the episode, it's like... Sort of like um, Outbreak or... Yeah. What is it called? 24 days later? 14 days later? I don't know. The virus movie? Bloody good. It's uh, it's 28 days later, I think. Oh, yeah, the zombie movie. Yeah, with Sandra Bullock in it. Yeah, yeah, in the bus. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, this is good. This is all good. Hey, Tim, this is all good stuff. It's great stuff. So that's where he's at. I just wanted to let you know I how that s- went on that book. I've got to page. say, we have pretty much had a nuclear reaction to the movie this week. If you chart our experience watching it and our experience talking about it, the thing is fucking like, there's literally a force field between us and that goddamn thing right now. It is actually, we can't touch it. It can't touch us. We're both toxic. This fucking situation is getting out of hand. The crazy thing is, though, what previously would happen is we'd be physically repelled from taking it in in a sensory fashion, so we would, like, look elsewhere. But now we've, we seem to have gained the ability to look and listen directly at the movie whilst taking in none of what it has to throw out at us. Sort of like our bodies absorbed the maximum amount of sex in the city, too, that it can. And now it's like, it just... It, We're I'm, oversaturated. Yeah, it's just, our body is rejecting it. Uh, you know, which is an interesting thought, and I, you know, I defy any of you, if you want to have a crack, by all means. I mean, we've laid the blueprint out. Uh, it's, it's not exactly rocket science. Is, is, um, is there anywhere else we've got to check on this week? Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm also doing well. Did you figure out your shining light? No, no, sir. No, sir, I didn't. Did you... Did you come up with a replacement? Could be anything. I guess it would have to be to the three gentlemen that they drink to in the desert um, when they're having their little picnic. Uh, I've I've always tried to remember their names, but I never do. Yeah. Do you want to have a crack? Uh, Hatimi is the final one. You're right. They str- You're correct. They strain to remember that name. Uh, which is why it's so noticeable as an audience member. But I'm, I mean, it, it comes back down to just the toxic effect that the movie and I have on one another. I it's, I'm pretty sure it's not in there. Da, 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 right, da, we're da, focusing on the positive guy. Da, it's, da, 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 it's five syllables. Yeah. So two names, five syllables. The first two, the second three. I'm pretty confident. I think I've got the rhythm of it. I just don't know the names. 
Hatimi, the, Hatimi and the boys, this one's for you. Um, I'm going to pour some of my apple juice out for you. Uh, oh, you're going to pour... Oh, okay, like a mark of respect. Um, at this juncture... That's for Hatimi and the boys. At this juncture, I would like to remind everyone to please, if you're in New Zealand, or if you know someone in New Zealand, get them on Big Pipe. Uh, it's, it's literally the greatest thing to happen to New Zealand internet since it started here, which was uh, a lot more recently than you'd think. Um, but it's very fast. Uh, I'm on a plan on Big Pipe at the moment where I get 200 maps up and down. That's um, not fuck around speed, that's bro. Around. That's not side to side, everybody. That's up and down. That's up the river, right back down the other side. Two rivers is a tributary, and what I'm saying is this is a tribute to Big Pipe. What a provider. I mean, they are the, the ocean. They are the moving water of internet They're providers. The cat's knees and the bee's pajamas, and they don't ever throttle your speeds, ever, whatsoever. Or it's capless. Or your loved ones. There's no caps. There's no caps and asses. There's no caps on your internet. The data caps thing we have to make. Yeah, that's 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 good, baby. Hey, look, it's Joseph Moore. Ah, oh, wicked. Um, what impeccable timing. And uh, I would also like to say, go to bigpipe.co.nz and enter in worst idea as a code when you sign up. There's no contracts as well. They're not going to lock you in for 12 months. So give it a whirl. Um, tell them we bloody sent you. Use the code because that helps us out and it helps you out by getting a month free yeah. to fuck around on that Most not excellent. fucking around speed. Uh, and as always, sadly, if you don't live in New Zealand, go fuck yourself. This is Tim and Guy signing off and reminding you, or maybe telling you for the first time, so nope, reminding every, you. Live every moment. Oh, and love every day. And also <laughs> to look forward to um, a special guest that we've, coming up, we've got coming up soon, who I'm very excited about as well. It's uh, of course. Great, great tease. Who could it be? Uh, I'm not going to tell. Um, and some of you might not care, but I think most of you will. Anywho, lots of love. All the best. Bye-bye. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time.